We are back again today, continuing our hunting retrospective, all things hunting, hunted, the hunter, the hunting moon, the hunt for Red October, just anything with the word hunt in it, we're willing to do, and including, of course, watching the wrong movie over and over again. This time we got it right. I finally did watch the right movie. Uh, this is The Hunted, but first let me introduce myself. This is, of course, Vic Azim, and I'm joined here by by my uh, my co-host who's in a different state, somewhere in a hotel room. Go and introduce yourself. My name is Ikano. Why are you on a <laughs> Why are you on a one name basis? Like, what happened to your What happened to your Was that your first name or last name? I don't understand. Like, are you Madonna? You, <laughs> why do you have one name? <laughs> what makes you think you deserve? Oh yes, I am very makes, much Madonna. What makes you think you have to deserve to have like a cool one word name? Like, oh, what grants you that privilege, sir? <laughs> what have you done to earn that? <laughs> Easy. It's because I'm just that awesome. All but right. as usual, I but as usual, I am your the best and funniest co-host, Arcana. And Vic, uh question for you. Why did we choose three movies that are practically exactly the same and then we choose one movie that actually does not involve that much hunting or killing? Okay, so we'll get to the movie in a second, but just in terms of the, the hunting retrospective, it does stick out as a sore like a sore thumb because so, surviving the game, hard target, and the hunt, those all are basically the same premise. This movie's called The Hunted, but it really has nothing to do with <laughs> those other movies in terms of the plot. So, this is your pick, and I feel like it was a bit of a fail. Just not the movie itself, but in terms of fitting into the other. It's not a bad decision. As long as Tommy Lee Jones is in a movie, it's automatically a good movie. I really don't think that's the case, but... Uh, you don't think that's the case? Okay, Man of the House. That movie would have sucked without Tom, Tommy Lee Jones. You know, I didn't see it, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. No Country for Old no country for old Men. The only good part about that movie was Tommy Lee Jones. That is so wrong. The villain in the movie was by far, <laughs> by far the best part. Old, old man Tommy Lee Jones with his stupid monologues and... His pointless scenes. He was the worst part of the movie. It fast forward everything with him in the movie. So, uh, Men in Black one, two, and three. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones was the best part of it, even though he was only in like two minutes of the third one. Yeah, plus you love Will Smith. So how are you gonna say that when you love Will Smith? You're gonna say Tommy Jones is better than Will Smith in those movies? That's besides the point. And what about what, <laughs> what about the Batman movie where he plays Two Face? He's like the worst part of that movie. <laughs> I actually have not seen that movie. But I bet he did an amazing job, better than Jim Carrey as the que- as the, but fuck, Riddler. Better, better as the what were we about to call <laughs> the Penguin? <laughs> I was about to call. <laughs> I was about to call him like the Questioner. The Questioner. What the hell? You you really haven't seen that movie, Jesus. All right. No, I, what's bad is I know the the villain's name is Riddler, but for some reason the Questioner was just coming into my mind. If there's if there's any Batman fans, then they've turned off the podcast now. You've like killed, yeah. our, you've embarrassed yourself amongst the Batman fans for sure. So, the questionnaire, <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. To be fair, riddles. What are riddles? They're just very complicated questions. <laughs> anyway, so as we talked about in our hunting spirit, Nick chose a movie called The Hunted, which I had never heard of, so I had to look it up. Of course, famously watched the wrong movie first, but finally watched the right movie. And um, I had never heard of this. It, was, it came out in 2003. Uh, it actually came to theaters. Made a decent amount of money, about 
43 million at the box, 46 million at the box office. Um, on a looks like a. Now this throws me off though. IMDb says the the budget was 55 million. <laughs> There's no way this movie cost 55 million. It looks low budget. I don't know. Can you? Are you buying 55 million no, for the budget? I mean, did did they pay Tommy Lee Jones 30 million or something? Some tells me. <laughs> like I understand. I think they paid. I think they paid Tommy and Benicio both close to. Twenty-five million each. The other five million went to the movie, <laughs> and I'd be because they filmed everything on site. So, and what I've always read is on site's actually a little cheaper than building a whole set yourself. Yeah. So where the hell did fifty million go? <laughs> a decent amount of it also probably could have went to the choreography of that of a uh, a couple of these fight scenes because they actually hired professional knife fighters to choreograph the fight scenes. To make it as realistic as possible. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm not buying that. It costs fifty million to hire a knife person to choreograph a knife fight. Come on. Two knife people. I heard they <laughs> did two different types of knife martial arts. Yeah, Twenty-five million each, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't trust IMDb anyways. It says it says estimated budget fifty-five million. So it does say estimated in parentheses. So they might be wrong by about fifty million. So. Yeah, I think they're wrong only by about five million. If they're right, then the movie bombed then basically because it made forty six million, but it didn't make back its budget then. So oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that... probably why there wasn't a hunted two. Yeah, I really wanted to see Tom Lee Jones just like take his knife and <laughs> just spend sequels after sequels hunting random knife people that he used to train. So that'd have been fun. Uh, Nick, was this a movie you had seen back in the day, or was like this is the first time you actually really watched it? So actually, the first time I watched it was about five years ago. I just I came on, just saw the random fight, random fight scene because I came in at the end, mm. thought it looked cool, and then lucky me, it started playing right again, and I was watching it on the USA Network. Watched it, and I was like, okay, it's fun. I feel like it's one of those movies that would be fun to watch. You know, certain movies like feel like a good like afternoon watch it on TV type movie. I feel like this is one of those movies where like it's it would be a good way to kill time. Like just one of those good like. As you said, USA Network type movies where you just like watch it. You don't mind the commercials and it has one of those feels for sure. Um, yeah. I'd never heard of it. So this was my first time watching it. And I'll be honest, it's going to be my last time watching it. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, you're going to watch the fight scene a couple of times. You're just going to go type in knife fight, the hunted. Nah, I think. I'm I'm cool with the first time watching it, but I don't I don't see the rewatchability to be honest. Um, but we'll get into it. Um, so of course, uh, well, do we need to do a cast list? I mean, all you really need to know is like you need to know just basically Tom Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro, right? I mean, nobody else really matters in this movie. Not really. I mean, you have the female character, which what oh, yeah, really does she bring into the movie? <laughs> He just represents the the police trying to chase down Benicio, really not doing anything productive except getting themselves all killed. So, <laughs> so how about yeah, but still yeah, just Tommy Lee Jones as LT and Benicio del Toro as Hallam is really the only cast you need because that's the pretty much the focus point of what this movie is following. Yeah, and so we could talk about sort of the strong points, the weak points in the movie. I feel like with the action movies, it really doesn't ever make sense to go necessarily scene by scene per se. Um, but well, I guess the best, yeah. probably the first part to start is 
where Hallam actually kind of got his PTSD with his last mission he was on. Yeah, you have this long, drawn-out opening that kind of gives you some background on the Hallam character and kind of what he's been through and stuff. And um, It was interesting stuff. I mean, it's even though, to me, it looks low-budget, it's still shot pretty well in terms of, like, you can tell the director knows what he's doing. And um, and I, I like Benicio. Benicio has always been a good actor, honestly. I've never seen him be bad in a movie ever, so... <laughs> well, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think he represents crazy. He plays a good crazy person, I feel like, right? Um, as a straight man, maybe not. But in terms of being crazy, I feel like he represents crazy in a good way. On this, um, you could technically call him crazy. He is suffering from PTSD, which is what's causing him to be what he is in this movie. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, that's true. I mean, it, it's the underlying message behind the movie is a little, there's a lot of uh, PTSD in the movie in terms of like the message of it. So and the, there is one thing I wanted to bring up. So Benicio enters the, their villa that the, this bad guy's in through an underground tunnel. It looks like, right. But it, all of his buddies that was on the job with him was just like, okay, we're going to give him cover fire and just waste every single bullet they have. There's a whole army around you. Why would you waste a bunch of bullets on no one? Right. There was like no one standing in that spot when they started shooting. <laughs> like if you want, you want to give cover fire, fine. Make noise until somebody gets the attention, and then shoot them. Don't waste the damn bullets. Yeah, I mean, my question is, why is Tom Lee Jones always playing this like? I feel like he played this sort of character in The Fugitive. Of course, the same character in U.S. Marshals. Why is he always playing like the uh, the old veteran cop sheriff guy? Like you mentioned, No Country for Old Men. Why is he always the same character? Like what the hell? Because that's pr because he's just been typecasted that way. I mean, when he got away from that, look what happened with Batman Forever. Yeah, he he definitely wasn't good in that movie. He was definitely not as good as the questionnaire. So the <laughs> the the question person really stole the movie. So. Um, but yeah, the uh, so whenever you, most of the time when you see Tommy Lee Jones, he plays this character. I think he's been typecasted because of the way he presents himself, the way he speaks. Whenever he goes away from doing something like that, it's it never really turns out as good. Uh, granted, I've never seen Under Siege, so I don't know what he's like as a villain. But oh, I don't remember that. You're right? He just he has that feel of um. Of always uh, like an authority figure, but someone also who's like been through some shit. Like he always has that in his eyes. You can see like he's been through some shit. So, which is weird because Tommy's character in this movie has, has stated he's never been in a combat situation. He's never been in any of any situations that like Benicio del Toro was in, and yet for some reason we have to feel that he actually has some form of PTSD from something. Or some some kind of regret, even though he even says he doesn't remember the guy. He never read his letters. He didn't care about him. I don't know if I'm buying the idea that he hasn't been in combat because I know that he's like a knife instructor and a trainer and all that, but clearly when it comes time for him to be in combat, he seems to know what he's doing like very well. So I don't know. It's hard to buy that. No, he's all, He did mention that his father, who was a army vet, trained him before he actually went into the army. 
Mm. So there's a good chance his dad taught him to defend himself in combat along with being a survivalist, being a hunter. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, my question is only, um, even though he is, um, he's well cast in terms of the mentality of the character, I do wonder in the second half of the movie, I'll say that the second half starts to involve a lot of, um, I want to say physicality in terms of like just pure running and chasing and stuff. And for me, it was, it was a little bit hard to buy Tom Lee Jones, like, in like an actual physical chasing, like running and doing all this stuff. It's like, I mean, he does look like an out of shape old man. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's not that you need like an action hero hair, but it's kind of hard to buy him a little bit when it gets like the physical stuff. I don't know. I mean, to be, to be fair, what I've read is he has, he did do his own stunts for this, <laughs> at least a lot of the, uh, a lot of running. I mean. <laughs> but then again, most of his stunts weren't really that dangerous. Minus that final fight at the end. Yeah. There's a lot of running but, uh, and jumping and I don't know. But notice how he wasn't moving all that fast. He was pretty much tr keeping a pace so that way he didn't run out of energy so fast. And that can be contributed to the fact that he is getting older. I think he was in his, what, late 40s, early 50s in this movie? Um, I mean, he's like 90 now, so let me see. <laughs> see how, let me see how old he is and we can track it back to 2003. Because uh, that's—I don't he, think he, he's ninety now. He looks sixty in the movies. So let me see. Um, okay, he's born nineteen forty-six. So let's see, two thousand three. Let me do the math in my head. Let me break out the calculator. So nineteen ninety-six would be fifty years. So then you add on seven more years. So fifty-seven in this movie. Okay, so I'll, I was off when I said early fifties, but yeah, and I'm pretty. There are I'm, plenty I'm, of fifty-year-olds. I'm actually staying in pretty good shape to do stunts. I'm not that far away from him being 90. I told you, like, he's he's close to 90. Um, <laughs> well, look, I mean, I get what you're saying, but he actually looks like he's an out-of-shape old man. He, he doesn't look like somebody who, like, could actually, like, chase down a criminal in this way. That's all I'm saying. Well, he only looks out of shape because he has to stay big. Look where he lives. He lives in freaking snow-filled Canada. Yeah. You need enough of a body weight to keep yourself warm, actually. If you're scrawny, you're going to freeze. Yeah. Probably true. Um, so, so since we already talked about that, their first interaction, pretty much they brought the FBI brings Tom. Uh, the FBI brings LT down here in order to find out find this killer. Originally, they think it's two because of the amount of stuff done along with a hatchet, and with Tommy just walking around there for one minute. Nope, it's one guy, and he's using a knife. Isn't the FBI supposed to be able to determine this shit? Well, the FBI sucks in this movie. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to judge them in real life, but in this movie, they if this is a representation of the actual FBI, they are trash. I mean, if, if this they, is a representation of the FBI, I'm surprised they can get anything done. Yeah, they do everything wrong in this movie. Like, um, the fact that Tom Lee Jones' character so easily is able to, you know, track down Benicio and the FBI just almost like standing in his way, pretty much like preventing him from catching Benicio by their own stupidity. Um, yep. <laughs> they can't and even, this is where we get our... They can't, even they can't even properly transport Benicio to where he's not, you know... The man escapes so easily when they try to transport him. What the hell? Well, that, what's bad is that, 
That one was the military. That wasn't even the FBI. Yeah, this movie's making everybody, every, all the establishments look bad. <laughs> I don't understand. But uh, but yeah. So when they first when they first meet, you know, uh, Benicio even asks him, "Why have you never answered my letters?" Mm. And LT just, "Who are you?" Right. I mean, without any people. People he's trained. I'm not surprised he doesn't remember him. Yeah, and well, the only and I get the feeling the only reason he remembers that he even trained him is not because Benicio tells him you trained me. It's because of the fighting style of the what he did during that little initial fight scene they have. Yeah, well, his ne- his neglect created a monster. So all this liability is on Tommy Lee Jones' head. I feel in a sense because. One of the letters that Hollum does send to LT is saying that he's feeling like he is becoming something he did not want to be in the first place. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I... I and apparently LT either never got these letters or just didn't give a shit to answer them back. Well, because I feel like he's responsible for all these deaths in this movie, I'm going to call his... I'm going to call him... Tommy Lee Jarvis, all right? So <laughs> <laughs> created a Benicio Jason. This movie's called The Subtitles Benicio Lives. <laughs> it's Benicio Forhees? <laughs> Benicio Forhees, yeah. Jason Del Toro? He can only be taken down by Tom Lee Jarvis, so. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Let me think. Yeah, but be fair, after he pretty much escapes again, there's not really much to talk about until they get to the factory scene and Tommy Lee and they start hunting him again. This is where the movie really picks up, is starting at this factory. Yeah, well, this not is, even. This not, is actually almost not, like a. That's right, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, not when he goes and meets his family and we're supposed to start feeling that he's a good guy. It's like, uh, yeah, but he may be a good guy, but he's killing. Innocent people. They're they're not hurting a person. They're doing something illegal, but they're not hurting anybody. And he's still apparently cutting them up with a knife. Yeah. I have no sympathy for Benicio in this movie. If they're trying to make him sympathetic, they didn't do a good job, I feel like. Um, Yeah, so we get to the... So when we get to the factory, damn, Benicio just ends up killing off two people in the blink of an eye. First with Harry by stabbing him in the neck, and then what's the other guy's name? Bobby, or Body? Because I wrote <laughs> Body for some reason. Yeah, Body to Body. Why did I write Body? Body number two sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he ends up getting a knife straight into his neck, and that's where Benicio loses his favorite knife. This turns into a damn slasher movie. <laughs> what the hell, man? It's like a de- yeah. I mean. Benicio basically becomes Jason. This and this is like this is like Jason X or something. Like he's just going around pretty creatively killing people with knives. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> it's because the FBI is so incompetent. I mean, yeah. So we get our we get our chasing. This chasing is actually pretty fun, in my opinion. It goes to multiple different places, and that and uh, our main character has to actually go through <laughs> different obstacles in um, order to keep up with this guy here, here's what happened in real life right tom <laughs> jones would have, would have gave up halfway through the chase and went home and just that would have been the end of the movie this chase <laughs> goes on so long there's no way he has the cardio 
the conditioning <laughs> to do the chasing. <laughs> he would have gave up. The chasing was literally the whole second act. <laughs> but Benicio should, should be out, should still be out there alive. There's no way Tom Lee Jones should be able to track him down through waterfalls and <laughs> jumping through caves and stuff. There's no way. <laughs> or jumping on top of a train just to get on top of a tower where Holland decides to take a leap of faith. Yeah, what the hell, man? Now Tom Lee Jarvis has become Jason Bourne, just like Tommy Jarvis did. What the hell? <laughs> well, it, that's easy. It's because Tommy Jarvis is one that awoken him. He has to be the one to put him down. I'm just happy with the chase scene because he... the movie actually picks up because the first half is very slow for me, but when the chase scene starts, even though I'm laughing at old man Jones <laughs> huffing and puffing his way through a chase scene. Even though I'm laughing, the action is picked up now, and now like the rest of the movie is like really exciting. So, Yeah, but there was actually one other thing I did want to stress at, and this before the chase scene happens. It was while they're still in the police station, they had Hollum in custody, and the military comes to collect them. And their whole plan was not to get a man with PTSD with violent tendencies, any kind of help. Their plan was to use him to do dangerous missions to have him kill more people. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, that's not a good idea. Yeah. The man needs help. He needs, um, some therapy. So, well, yeah, because guess what? With PTSD, half the time he doesn't know who's an enemy and who's not. If you're going to start using him, he's going to start seeing you as an enemy. And then, now he has no one to trust, and he's going to start killing even more people, which is actually what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean, I've been blaming Tom Lee Jarvis, but the truth is the whole military, everybody really created this monster. Yeah, just, yeah, we know he has PTSD. He can't be helped, but instead of keeping him off the streets, we're going to uh, use him to kill more people and get even worse PTSD and then kill even more people. Oh, he's going he's gonna to kill more people, all right. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> not how they think but it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah so Tommy Lee Jarvis does tell tell the FBI there's no hunting him you're just gonna get more of your people killed I'll go after him and the girl says fuck you he killed my friends there was a deleted scene where Tommy Jones says alright I'm gonna need at least two months to get into shape and then I'm gonna start the <laughs> I'm starting the hunt in two months but give me about two months to, to get in shape first it's a deleted scene it's on YouTube you can, you can find it so um, yeah, but instead he uh, he goes. Instead, uh, what they did was after taking that deleted scene out, they jumped to not even a few hours later, and he's in the woods, and it, we get a montage of him and Benicio getting ready for their final fight. Yep, and um, so on the trivia, I was reading that basically um, during their fight scene, I guess Tommy Jones actually broke his wrist. And, uh, no, no, Benicio broke his wrist. Well, it says while filming a fight scene with Tom Lee Jones, stopping production for four months. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, he broke his wrist and that cost him four months. Wow, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Some, when you do your own stunts, that's kind of the risk you take is getting hurt. I think Tommy Lee Jones also got hurt during this fight scene. Because from what I understand, both him and Benicio did their own stunts for this final fight. They trained to do these the knife fight for months on end until they actually filmed it. Like I don't care how much they, they got. I don't care how much they train. They're actors. I feel like 
those better be plastic knives. I'm not doing no knife fight with <laughs> the real knives. <laughs> Most likely, there, there's a good chance, but since uh, they're, they're not swords, they don't need to clang together. They were plastic. With swords, they would have had to do some type of metal. That way, the clanging sounds somewhat real. Yeah. But uh, it was still they still did their own stunts. It was still uh, energy inducing, and they still had a they still got two professional knife fighters in order to train these two so that way the fight can be as realistic as possible and out of most knife fights i've seen in movies these days this does feel like the most realistic version of a knife fight well just seeing a knife fight on film is very refreshing because we're we're so used to like you know fight scenes with you know martial arts or or guns or swords but a, a pure knife fight this is actually really interesting and uh it did look really it looked really good Yep, and again, it was, this scene was also filmed on somewhat on site. Uh, there is speculation that the knife fight, even though it was on a site, was not filmed in the original state that they were filming the rest of the movie in. Because uh, one person brings up in the trivia that the waterfalls used look like they would not match the setting of where they technically were supposed to be at. Hmm, Interesting. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, in terms of the knife fight, I mean, do you buy the idea of Tom Lee Jones actually winning the knife fight? Because I feel like Benicio would have sliced and diced him pretty quickly, but he actually, to be gets, fair, he actually loses. So. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, Tommy wasn't winning. He got a luck, He only got a lucky punch in <laughs> with that knife in the chest. Well, if yeah. that knife did not... If he did not keep that knife in his arm when he was originally stabbed, when he got stabbed in that arm... If Benicio just pulled that out, Tommy would have lost that fight. Yeah, nobody actually really won. You're right, because they both actually got cut up pretty bad. But uh, he survived, let's say. He didn't win, he survived. <laughs> but I Yeah, the uh, I, knife fight. I thought Benicio was going to win. Having never seen it, I thought Benicio was going to kill him. <laughs> I thought what was going well, to happen thought Benicio was going to kill him, and then the FBI was going to come in and shoot Benicio. Is what I thought would happen. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the... The knife fight, uh, even though it looks simplistic compared to some of the other fight scenes out there, it's actually, in my opinion, probably one of the more brutal ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, look how many times these two men slice and dice each other, hit each other, and they're also fighting on top of rocks when they land. That's going to be a hard landing, too. Yeah, I had to cringe a little bit at some of the knife the knife cuts because it, mm-hmm. it looks so realistic and... That's a lot better. It's, a lot more, it's in some ways it's a little bit gorier than most like Jason movies. So, yeah. And uh, another thing is again, somewhat more realistic is the fact that they didn't just continuously fight the entire was it like a three to five minute fight scene. Yeah. They actually kind of paused in between certain move sets to kind of catch each other's breaths. Benicio had a st- had to run away to put a stent on his arm so that way he would stop bleeding out. Here's a stunt that Tommy Lee Jones did not do, and that was the waterfall stunt. <laughs> yeah, when you were saying he did it on his own stunts, I was like, really? He did the waterfall thing? Seriously? No, I said he did most of his own stunts. Ah, uh, well, definitely not that The one. ones that didn't take literally a life or death situation, like the waterfall stunt. Uh, that one, I'm pretty sure, was definitely a stunt double, or it could have been just a mannequin. But uh, I'm that guy's lucky he didn't hit any rocks throughout that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty bold. It was a bold <laughs> for sure. 
Um, I mean, he had no choice. He was hung over the waterfall, but... You know, the uh, I guess the writer of this also wrote uh, Rambo. Well, the 2008 version of Rambo, I should say. Um, and uh, the, the, the one with the damn gangbang. But it's true, actually. <laughs> this movie has a lot in common with Rambo, because Rambo also is like a former uh, veteran who has like strong PTSD and uses a knife a lot. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but the only thing is... Rambo was a good guy. Hallam is not. <laughs> right, this is evil. This is basically evil Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> evil Rambo, and then his his surrogate father has to come kill him. Well, I would say his surrogate grandfather. Oh <laughs> uh, come on, Benicio was what in his thirties. That's only old enough to be father material. <laughs> Have you? Watched All right, it? so yeah. best performance. The wolf that Tommy Lee Jones saves in the beginning. He's, the wolf is the best performance. No, I'm kidding. Now I got to give it to Benicio as well. Just because, as you brought up, Tommy does the exact same thing. It's It works for him. But sometimes you do kind of want to see different things coming yeah. from the, from actors just to see what the range is. Let's put Tom Since uh, John Saxon passed away, let's make Tommy Lee Jones a, the horror cop. I think he probably got this role just based on his past work. They just... They saw the role in the script. And they were like, "Oh yeah, we know Tommy can do this. He always does this." So um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that probably was it. So yeah. So worst per worst performance. Uh, I'm giving it to the detectives because uh, they weren't exactly that smart. Yeah, I mean, the main the main woman. She just kind of takes away from the element of between Benicio and Tom Lee Jones. Um, she, I mean. No. I understand the purpose of her character, but it never really pays off in any positive way. So uh, I think her name is what? And I, also for me. Irene, I think, or is it Abby? One of them, uh, so. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> mainly for me, the reason I'm choosing her definitely is just because char- no matter whether you're, whether you're a small character, big character, side character, or what, you should never be able to say... You can take this character out and either replace him or just not have him and the movie would be the same. Exactly the same. You can say that about a character, the character is useless. In hindsight, I think it would have been a smart move to actually kill her off. Um, I don't see why they didn't kill her off. If you think about that, right before the big battle, or you could have killed her because in the Because uh, her and Tommy were having such a... Because uh, her and Tommy were having such a lovely conversation. Or like in every scene, she's like, "Stay out of our way. He's ours." Like, oh, okay, um, good, good luck with that. Well, no, no. Remember, he offered to, that if it, she ever wanted to, she could come to his cabin in the woods in Canada. Best scene. Best scene is. I the, think the best scene's going to be the same for both of us. Yeah, it's got to be the I'm, knife fight, right? So I mean, I'm going whole, with it, the knife fight. The whole movie's building to this this epic confrontation, this knife fight. So. And it does deliver the goods, so um, for sure, knife scene. Yeah, I'm like, I like most movies where that you get to this final fight, you're expecting it to be awesome. It's been built up, and then it's just nothing. That happens a lot. You're right. Fuck you, Inuyasha, for fuck for taking away my ending. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what about worse? I scene? swear that that anime messed me up because it took away my ending. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Worst scene. 
the whole first half of the movie. See that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that because the first half has its purpose of setting up the situation, giving us the characters, so that way we can try and care about them. You could set this up in like ten minutes. It would just make they, more sense. They take forty minutes instead. So. <laughs> well, you can't care about somebody in ten minutes. That mean you have mentioned that that's a bullshit way of introducing a character. Nonetheless, give us a ten minute thing and then watch them die. I gotta be honest. I didn't care about them by the end either. <laughs> uh, but um, actual worst scene. Let me think. That's just because you are a heartless person, sir. No, they're not. They're really not characters you would care for. Um, the worst scenes. <laughs> the worst scenes are all. Um, I guess. Maybe the scene where he they do go to um, his family's house and um, try to pressure the wife or whatever, the girlfriend. And then Benicio's like chilling up in the bedroom and like doesn't... He's just like chilling there. The reveal is weird because you would think he'd be hiding or something, but he's like chilling in the room like playing PlayStation. It's like, what? What are you doing? Didn't you hear them downstairs like the detectives? He wanted to finish Onimusha. And then he jumps out the window, so... <laughs> um... Which the de- that was the detective's fault. She didn't shoot. I'm yeah. sorry. In order for she had enough time to shoot him from the time it took him to get back to his feet and jump out that window. Not only that, it's just like him going out the window. Like he's still in the neighborhood. There's no way he could have disappeared that quickly. So it's like you should still be able to shoot him. He got in a car. Yeah, and then he gets away, and it's like really just huh? <laughs> How's this possible? No, yeah. I- I'm not a big fan of the house either, but to be honest, for me, it's just a, I'm it's, giving it to the very, transport scene. Be- it's a cliche scene, but go, yeah, go ahead. No, for me, it's the transport scene because these two, the two guys that went to pick him up, are supposed to be part of the military. I don't know about you. I don't care what you do in the military, but I'm pretty sure one of the things they teach you in boot camp and basic training and any training you go through is you have to stay calm in certain situations. The reason these two died from a man who was handcuffed is the fact that they did not stay calm throughout the situation. In fact, one of the guys shoots the other guy in the head. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm giving it to that transport scene. Yeah, that's pretty funny uh, when he gets out there and he's like, Help them! What is, he, what is he saying? He's like yelling at like, and then he just disappears in the woods. Yeah, uh, can y'all look at check my friends? Check my friends! <laughs> it's like they're gonna find them all night, and then just so runs away, disappears <laughs> back in the woods. Um, let's see. What would you like to change? Well, I mean, I already talked about killing off the FBI agent, but just less FBI altogether. Let's really just make it a, a one-man hunt, and um. It ends up being that way anyways, but every time you cut to the FBI, it's just like, meh, who cares about them? So pretty much have Benicio just kill all the FBI, and then just, then the rest of the movie have it a hunt between Tommy and Benicio. Yeah, I mean, the second best scene is definitely the uh, the warehouse scene or whatever, where he's killing off the FBI agents. <laughs> I mean, if you could extend that another five minutes and just have them kill all of them. That might be the best scene in the movie if this happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, final thoughts. Since this is my movie, I guess I can go first. Uh, me, I actually enjoy this movie from start to finish. The 
first 40 minutes, I understand why it is slow. You're trying to build characters that most movies nowadays don't do. You gotta appreciate their them for that. Only problem is there's a lot of characters, minus our two main characters, that if you take them out, the movie would not be any different. Yeah. The music, the the music, the score of it is not booming as much as most action movies are, but that actually kind of adds to it because the they decided to get the intensity through the actions and the scene itself instead of and then that low grumble is what adds a little bit to the ambience of the movie the setting is great i love the setting in this movie especially though especially the uh waterfall hmm. and so overall i'm gonna have to give it first time viewing would be a three but I don't see myself watching this for a few years. Yeah. Pretty much one of those. I'd rather forget a few details and then go back and rewatch it in like two or three years. Then I'll probably get enjoyment out of it again. Otherwise, it would be... So I'd have to give it more of a two and a half going off of that. You don't feel like the rewatchability is that strong um, with that, so... Now, uh, the the final fight scene, the the last half of the movie is, but to get to it, I I don't really need to sit through that. Right. Once a week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Um. Yeah, I mean, echo what you said. I think there are, there's two pretty good performances by the two main characters, uh, with Tom Lee Jones and Benicio. My, my problem is, is just there's nothing beyond that. Literally, just those two characters is the only characters that. If you want to say you care about them, do I really care about Tom Lee Jones' character at the end? No, if, if Benicio slits his sword, I'm just like, meh, okay. I'll, I'll see Tom Lee Jones again like in the next Men in Black movie. Who cares? So. Uh, <laughs> but um, the first half of the movie for me was very slow, but I do understand what you're saying also in terms of like, you know, there has to be a lot of setup here. Um, but, and uh, I do like the location also, but I do feel like the movie is like, kind of lacks an energy. Like I said, you're talking about the score. The movie's kind of boring in a way because it does kind of lack this uh, urgency and adrenaline and it doesn't feel like an action movie. It feels more like a, almost like a, a long drawn out suspense movie, I guess. Um, it doesn't have like an action feel. But the second half of the movie is pretty good. So I got to give it props from a good second half. And like I said, the knife fight at the end is amazing. But ultimately, I got to go closer to about two stars. I feel like it's, ultimately, I feel like it's an average, mostly forgettable movie. I feel like the knife fight is definitely worth checking out. And I don't, I'll never watch the full movie again. But like you said, I'll definitely, on YouTube, probably watch the fight scene a couple times over the years. But I don't see any reason to sit down and actually watch the movie from beginning to end ever again. Because there's nothing in the first half of the movie that's like really intriguing, I would say, or appealing. Um, so I'm gonna go two stars overall. Um, I can see why you like it, especially since you actually look like Tom Lee Jones in the movie. So, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I can sense the kinship. So you're saying I am <laughs> fat and old? Okay. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys have similar, uh, like just how you guys look. I, uh, I was watching the movie. I was like, this looks like Nick Arcana. Like, what the hell? <laughs> for the for the audience, you're not saying that just because. If you're curious how Nick looks, he looks like Tommy Jones. <laughs> you're not just saying that just because both of our last names are Jones, right? Because I don't think I'm related to Tommy. 
Well, what's funny is you look like both Tommy Jones and you also look like Benicio. So I don't know what the hell. Oh. <laughs> you look like both of them. So I was like, I, I can see why Nick likes this movie a lot. He's watching himself on screen knife fight each other. He's knife fighting himself in the movie. So <laughs> I can see why you like it a lot. Uh, because I didn't look like them. I didn't feel that kinship. So, uh, so for me, <laughs> for me, it's uh, definitely two stars. <laughs> Oh gosh, you're gonna get people. <laughs> anybody who listens to this, gonna try to find me just to see if I actually do look like a younger Tommy Lee Jones. You know, I should have, I should have like treated this podcast like how you did Freddy vs Jason, where I was like, because the whole thing for me is exactly the same. It's like a great fight at the end, but I hated the whole like first half of the movie. It's like exactly how we felt about Freddy vs Jason, I guess. So. I should have done like a rant, but oh no! I I, 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 dis- I respect Tommy Jones too much to, to to do that kind of rant towards this movie. <laughs> I despise Freddy versus Jason to with a passion. You don't despise this unexp- movie with a passion. Unexplainably so, they will never be understood. I feel like something <laughs> happened the first time you watched Versus Jason, like that kind of tainted your your uh, experience with it forever. So we'll never know. So. Um, Nothing happened except for the movie sucked. I still stand by what I what I did to that movie during our episode. Ridiculous. There's no reason, <laughs> based on other reviews of other movies, that you should have been that hard on Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, it was entertaining, though, so I'm, I'm down. I'm down with it. And as usual, folks, you don't have to go home, but you do have to go get your go to Domino's and get yourself your hand pan, your handmade pan pizza with sausage and pepperoni and don't share any with Vic because he can't eat pork. This is true. And also, do yourself a favor. Use a knife as a eating utensil not to cut up people randomly and not to fight Tommy Jones. <laughs>